God. Oh, it is recording. How magnificent. That was lucky, wasn't it, Becca? Right, I'm risking it. It is a Saturday afternoon. I am upstairs. The children are downstairs on their iPads for approximately 20 minutes. And I thought I would rush upstairs and I would do a podcast. I've had a little bit of trouble with my SD cards. One says no SD card. One says SD card. I've now got them confused. Hopefully this is recorded and you are listening to this on your device of choice. Um, This is episode 38 of the Whenever It Kicks podcast with me, Jessie Cave. And I have a few things to talk about. Mainly back to school, back to school, back to school, they've gone. And it's still as stressful as ever, but it is lovely that they are in year three and year two now. And they have new teachers and they are very happy at their school. And it's given me a little bit more leeway in the days, but it's still, right, that's that's Becca doing a poo. And that's that's probably a record. One minute in, there he goes. I have been trying to balance doing a little bit of work doing some writing, having meetings, actual in-life meetings, which is just unheard of since the pandemic and pregnancy. And it's just quite intense. Life is still quite intense. And I keep thinking it will slow down and I'll have a moment at some point, but I don't think I'm ever going to get that because I'm, you know, want to do things and I slightly addicted to the mayhem maybe. But yeah, I also keep thinking, oh, I'll I'll sort that corner of the flat out. I'll sort this bit of the, I need to get rid of all of this stuff or I need to sort through that stuff. I need to make the most of all of this, that space and this bit of the corner. But that's just, I I think I've got to come to terms with the fact that that's never going to happen. And I wrote down something in my diary the other day. Maybe the decision to, maybe the realisation that I'm never going to sort that stuff out is me starting to live fully. Because it's okay never to sort that stuff out. It's okay to live in chaos. That's life. That's the beauty of life. So I'm trying to embrace that concept a little bit. Still very far away from, you know, peace and calm and all of that stuff. But um, I had one meeting this week where I had to go in and I, I'm sorry, you can just hear Becca just pooing in the background, but he's absolutely content. Don't worry about him. He is almost six months old this month which is quite incredible. Still won't take a bottle, obviously. To be fair, I've only tried twice, but I'm kind of pretending I've tried more than I have because I want to be able to take him to work. And um, yeah, I took him to a meeting. I had to get my mum to sit downstairs in the cafe. And it was quite awkward because I was going into the meeting with two people who were in the cafe too. And they didn't know that I was going to the meeting with them. So I had to, when we got in the lift to go up to the meeting together, I had to I'm so socially inept that I should have just said, hi there, I'm Jesse. I'm going to the meeting with you. Uh, Just be awkward, we're in the lift together. We might as well say hi now before we're introduced upstairs. Um, And I I basically, instead of saying that, I just was like, hello, I I have children. You have children. We're about to have a meeting about stuff and together. And this is, my mum's there downstairs and she's, that's just the baby you saw. And it's just awkward now if you don't see that I'm here and you're here and just mumble some shit like that. And it was just awkward because then when I went into the meeting, they were lovely and they're like, oh, why didn't you bring the baby? And I was like, because if I bring the baby, then everyone's going to look at the baby and not look at me. 
because the baby is really cute and smiles a lot and makes you think that, you know, he's never smiled before and he's only smiling at you. So I'm just going to not bring the baby so I can get a bit of attention and I'm going to stress out secretly whilst we're having the meeting that the baby is screaming downstairs and I should be with the baby and the baby should have been up here with me. And it's just, yeah, it's not going to be ideal for my mum, the baby or me or you because it's just, it's not ideal. That's the, that's the situation we're in. And I don't know. I keep finding myself lying about how much I'm capable of right now, which has always been the case since day one with Donnie. But I feel like fourth time round, I don't get the, I don't really get the, people just assume I can manage because I've done it three other times and they don't realize actually I can manage less than I've ever been able to manage. But I keep lying just daily, trying to keep my head above water, keep this career floating um, and yeah, next, next week it all starts. It all starts the, the, I, the, the filming thing I'm doing and, oh God, how am I going to cope? So I've just decided I am going to pay my mum to come with me every day and we're going to work out what to do with 10 with Alfie. And I'm just going to, because the thing is I've always done it ad hoc with my mum. My mum has just always been there. My mum insists that she wants to do it for free, even though she's got her shit to do, you know, she's a busy woman. And this time I'm like, no, I am paying you to come with me and you are employed so that I have to, we honor this agreement and I am respecting you. And I know how big a deal it is for you to come for six weeks and just sit there whilst I go and film and be silly and you sit in the room and, you know, so I'm paying her properly this time, which I, I've, I to be honest, I have paid her throughout my career a little bit here and there, but this time I'm like, right, this is a fourth time around. We're doing this legit. And they seem to be fine with me bringing the baby, which is amazing. And I really hope that the film industry gets better at just saying, you can bring the baby. We can we can make it work for you. Because until they're two, they are babies. Anyway, weirdly, I don't know if the word is serendipitously, but I bumped into people who use this lovely nanny, Spanish nanny. She speaks fluent Spanish to the kids. And um, she's in the area. And I just happened to have a nice time with her at the library the other day. And I was like, never used a private childminder. Okay, now I've just lifted him up. So his bum is literally into the microphone. Sorry about that. Um, and I'm thinking maybe in January, I actually do my first try and because I've, you know, I've got a lot of writing to do. I was thinking I might one day a week pay for them to have a childminder, Spanish childminder, and then they can learn some Spanish. That'd be so cool, wouldn't it, to have... Just think that's the coolest thing to have multilingual kids. Um, so yeah, I'm uh, f a few weeks ago, I wouldn't have even contemplated that idea of paying someone to look after my kids because I'm still so in the mindset of I want to be with them the entire time. But it does show that I'm starting to think, okay, there are benefits to me not being with the kids the entire time it will be okay if I'm not, and they will have a nice time. They will learn a language. They will have somebody else who really loves them and cares for them. And, you know, so I'm, I'm starting, starting to, to branch out from the home a little bit, even though it saddens me. So my toddler, Ten, he is still ruling us all. It's his kingdom, this flat. To get them to school on the first day on time, I had to let him bring out a pole, like a, you know, how you wash the floor and you can, uh, 
attach a cleaning mop thing and you can re- unattach it. So it's just basically a stick that you attach them up to. I let him take that stick out, which is quite dangerous because he does like hitting people with it. But all I could do to get him in the buggy was to take the pole with him. So that's fine. And then the new way of just getting him to sleep for his nap, the only way to do it is if I promise him that he can take his snack up into the bed, which means that the entire bed now is just crumbs. So the other day he fell asleep clutching his brioche and uh, it's not ideal. Also, I have I have got him a little bit of squash. My mum sent me an article the other morning. I woke up to an article. Uh, Becca, come on. You can do it. You can do it. I won't talk about his poo. Part of me really wants to talk about his poo, but I'm not, I'm going to, I'm going to refrain because Alfie thinks I talk about poo way too much with them. And to be fair, it is one of the first things. Whenever I see Alfie, I haven't seen him for a few hours. The first thing I say when I say to him is like, they did three poos. It's just inevitable that you talk about poo a lot when you're a mum. Anyway, um, so successfully got him a little bit off the squash. Uh, my mum did send me an article about how artificial sweetener has links to heart disease, which means I'm fucked because I live on sweetener. That's the only way I can survive. What about people who live on Diet Coke? I used to live on Diet, I live on Diet Sprite. I live on sweetener. To be fair, I live on a lot of stevia. I don't know if that's the same as sweetener. Anyway, 10 drinks a lot of squash. Got him. My mum, when I was away for those, I don't know how many days, two or something, she got him onto milk thinking that was a good thing. Now he's, now he's addicted to milk. Whole milk. Hello, I'm vegan. I don't agree with milk. So now he's addicted to milk. So he has to go to bed with milk and a snack. And that's the only way to get him to sleep. And I know I could put my foot down, but that's not me. That is not me. Um, also, the other thing about them going back to school is that you get the letters about after school clubs and, and enrichment programs and things like that. And they all cost so much money. They've all gone up about 15 pounds. So now they're not going to do any clubs. And I'm worried that they're not going to have a career of any sort because I haven't been able to pay for enrichment clubs. They should be free. These extra clubs should be free. I'm sorry. Like it's not fair that kids who can afford the enrichment clubs get to play guitar and flute and karate. And then the, the parents that can't afford to play for those clubs have kids who just want to sit on the iPad. So I'm trying to do the Chinese way of screen time. Somebody told me about this. It's brilliant. So apparently in China, it's banned for kids to be on their devices for more than three hours a week. So they tend to have one hour Friday, Saturday and Sunday, and that's it for the week. Now, before he started playing on the, on the iPad that much, three hours seemed like a lot. Now I'm like, three hours is nothing. But, okay, back up. <laughs> it's just so funny, your sounds. What are you doing? So... It's Saturday, so I'm going to let them play an hour. And tomorrow I'm going to let them play two hours because it three they get to use their three hours however they want. Um, so that's what they're doing right now. Donnie is still kind of heavily addicted to Minecraft, even though I've not let him play, which shows that Minecraft is, a, is just a, a true passion for him. So one new thing that I've been doing this week and for the BDI'd out there who do follow me on Instagram, you might have noticed that I've not been very active on Instagram this week. No one gives a shit. No one has noticed, but I'm just going to pretend that they have. Um, so I haven't posted anything since Monday. And it was just weird. It was just, you know how some children just decide that they want to be potty trained and they just one day don't want to wear a nappy again. I feel like that's what's happened with me and social media. Just like on Monday, just in the afternoon, at some point, I just decided I don't want to be on Instagram anymore. I was just like, I... No, I just don't want that. 
I just don't want that. And I thought, I'll just try. It was mainly after realizing that I've got a number of days to finish my novel. <laughs> um, you know, I could count the days, which I don't want to. But so it was mainly that realization that I'm, it's just something I do now. Whenever I've got a couple of minutes, I just open my phone. The first thing I do is go to Instagram and scroll mindlessly like everyone does. The fact that Instagram has changed quite significantly in the last, last few months, everybody's probably noticed that it's become more like TikTok. Suddenly you see loads of random people's posts that you don't want to see. It's not as personal anymore. I don't see my friends. I don't, I don't know what it is anymore. So it's partly I've gone off the app, which is m not good for Instagram. If there's any Instagram workers out there, you, I'm, this is some customer feedback. Don't like it anymore. And TikTok's too scary. So what is there left for me? Apparently there's one called real life or something. I, I was filming with someone the other day who made me do a real time thing. Real, R-E-A-L, not R-E-E-L. And you take a photo of what is ever in front of you. And then you take a photo of you so that people can see there and then exactly what is going on. It kind of deem, makes, makes everything a bit more honest and what is actually going on in your life and how bland it is rather than well, how amazing my life is and what am I doing today in my career. And... Um, so yeah, I, I haven't been on it since Monday. So that's almost six days now. And I feel terrific. I feel like a new woman. Now, Instagram is part of my job. I need to promote things. I need to get people to see my work. Also, to be honest, since I started doing reels, like me talking more, it has helped, I think, because people know what my type of comedy is. They know what my interests are, what, what you know, they know I'm a mom. They know that, I don't know, this is my humor. I don't know. It's been a bit helpful for me in my career, I think. But since I got to write this book, since I'm filming, since I've got four kids, I just thought I'll just come off it for a bit and see what happens. See if I become a bit more productive. Oh my God. I mean, it's not, it's not rocket science, but Jesus Christ. Fuck. Jesus. Fuck. I am so much calmer. And I just, I, I've looked at more articles. I haven't looked at my phone. Sometimes I don't even know what my phone is. That's unheard of. Usually it's like another limb. I don't even know where it is sometimes. And I'm fine if it, I just, I, my, that little ticking has gone. I tried to give up caffeine and that lasted, you know, not long because obviously I need caffeine, you know, with the two, under two ridiculous system that we're in. I need the caffeine. Sorry, that's just the you know, I need it. But when I stopped caffeine for a bit, the ticking went, but I found the ticking's gone even more with lack of social media. I started listening to, I listened to this song. I usually play them songs when they're in the bath and a song came on that I listened to maybe 500 times before because it's on their playlist. But for the first time, we actually heard the lyrics. I actually heard and listened to the lyrics and thought about the lyrics. And I was like, well, how come I never listened to this song? And then I realized I had listened to it many, many times, but it was because there's a part of my brain that's now open to other types of information because I haven't been on that stuff. I don't know what anyone's been doing. I don't know what's going on in their careers. I don't know if they've had babies, if they're pregnant. I don't know anything and I don't care. And that is just so freeing to just not care for a bit. Now, don't get me wrong. I miss it. I really miss it and I want it back in my life. I love it. But I'm just giving myself a little time just to see if I can get on my way with work and living. And just, I, I feel like I've listened to them more and that makes me feel so sad that maybe I've just not been as in tune with them as I could have been because of Instagram. But 
And it, it is my only release, really. I don't go out. I don't drink. I don't smoke. I'm with them the entire time or up here doing a podcast or working. I don't have a social life right now because it's absolutely impossible if I want to have any semblance of a work life. You know, something's got to give. And so I think Instagram was my true release. And so now I don't have that. It's left it like this little fraction of my brain open to other possibilities. And I started thinking about, you know, bigger things and I don't know, the future a little bit more realistically. And it's just made me think about myself more, I think. Because I think with Instagram, you do look at it and you open it and you think, what are they doing? How great are their lives? Look at their kitchens. Oh, look how clean that kitchen is. You could spend hours just looking at people's kitchens and houses. Okay, you're sucking my hand now. You want to be fed? Don't worry, I'm almost done. So it's led me to read more, which is great. Actually, to be honest, not read very much more, but I have a, I've had a book on my phone for ages. I don't usually read anything other than, you know, a book. I don't, I mean, like in terms of, I don't have a Kindle. Don't believe in Kindles, even though I do need to get a Kindle because some, a lot of the times I can't read at night because I don't want to wake them up by turning the light on. So a Kindle would be great. But anyway, I did have a book. Sorry, Becca. I did have a book on my phone that I bought ages ago, A Life's Work. I bought that when I was pregnant with 10, so a while ago. So lately when I've been pretending I'm asleep with them, I've just opened that up. Thing is, we haven't had a routine in so long now because of some holidays. Because Alfie's been away. My mum's been staying, which has been amazing. Alfie's very busy at the moment because he got nominated, which is incredible. So he's like, you know, not really here, which is fine. I don't mind. I want him to, I want, I desperately want him to feel fulfilled and to get work done. And I'm willing to sacrifice my stuff right now to a certain extent for him. And that might be very unfeminist and non-traditional, but we've been working. I, I kind of see his successes as my successes too, which is weird. I know. And it's not, we're independent. I'm, I mean, I am codependent, but we do have independent careers, but I, I kind of put myself on hold for a little bit mentally just so that I can be there for them and I can be there for him in a way. But now that it's starting to come around and it's going to be me filming and me doing writing and stuff like, I obviously have to think more about myself. That's the self-obsessed nature of this job. But so anyway, I opened up this phone, this book on my phone, A Life's Work by Rachel Cusk. And I just can't believe how negative it is and somber it is about motherhood. And everyone, it's like a, a known book that was, it was really slammed, I think, because it was just so overly negative about motherhood. I'm just going to put him down for one second. Don't go away. I'm here. Are you sitting here for a second? Can you sit there for a second with your belly? I'm always probably have approximately one minute before I have to finish this podcast, but bear with me. I've given him a fluffy Dalmatian to play with and he should be fine for the next two minutes. Um, the great thing about them getting bigger is that they can go longer now with just playing. As I say that, he's probably going to start screaming. Anyway, Rage Casts, A Life's Work. Fuck, just, I'm going to read a couple of bits that I highlighted because I thought they were just so funnily severe. I have been tagged as if electronically by pregnancy. My womanly movements have been closely monitored. Yet you chose to have a baby. Come on, Rachel. You haven't been tagged. You could just not go to the appointments. I know somebody who got pregnant recently. They don't believe in, believe in any vaccinations. They didn't want to even have a scan for the baby. And they just kind of roughly guessed their due date and went for nine months 
and then had the baby naturally at home. Can you believe that? Obviously, that's slightly crazy and dangerous, but... You know, you don't have to get electronically tagged if you don't want to be. The biological destiny of women remains standing amidst the ruins of their inequality. And in approaching it, I have the sense of stepping off the proper path in my life, of travelling forwards but at some unbreachable distance, as if I had boarded a train and could see through a window the road which I had always been on, a road with which for a while my train ran parallel before gaining speed and moving steadily away to east or west, to a vista of unfamiliar hills, leaving everything vanished behind it come on Rachel make it a you know keep it light keep it light hang on I'm just gonna get the baby because obviously started crying it's okay it's okay I just find it incredible that she took the time to write this after having a baby which is remarkable and she's obviously an incredible writer very eloquent and you know intelligent but I think if you if you're pregnant for the first time and you read that, it's gonna put you off, isn't it? It's gonna make you terrified. And I just kind of think that was a bit silly of her. She should have just waited. And she did write in the intro that she this was it was literally as it It's okay, here's a dummy, here's a dummy, here's a dummy. You don't like dummies, but here's a dummy. Here's a go, here's a go. What's this? What's this? What's this? What's this? Um The biologically of destiny of oh no, I've I've read that. I've read that. I just think it's just so intense and it's just, it's not rocket, it's, I said rocket science now twice, sorry, in this podcast, but it's not, it's not unheard of to have a baby and suddenly your career is a bit more difficult. That's just obvious. I mean, it's obvious. And I mean, I find myself keeping my career secret when I have, when I'm out and about with the kids. I don't want people to think, I don't know, this is again, probably really dangerous territory, but I just... I keep my work kind of secret around and about because I want people to think that my kids are my everything and I like that. And if my work is, you know, is my, if my work suffers because I have kids, I don't mind because my kids are my priority. And to be honest, my career is suffering. My work is suffering because of my kids, but I'm willing I'm 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 happy for that sacrifice because this was my choice. So I find the book slightly confusing because she chose to have a child and and writing is 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 seems to be her her main her main focus in life which is you know that's that's really true for a lot of women most women do want it to be equal from the beginning they immediately put their kid into childcare they immediately get you know a nanny or the baby goes into nursery that's fine but it's just I I just don't relate to this book at all and I'm finding it kind of like some parts of it completely obscene um but I'm only I'm only about 100 pages in she might come round for me we'll see we'll see I mean, there's a lot of words I don't understand in this book too. And if I have, I have a rule, if, if there's a book where I have to look up more than two words on the page, it's not for me. So one is sim, simulacrum. Sim, sim, Becca, do you want to know what simulacrum means? Simulacrum means an image or representation of someone or something. Okay. That's a good word. Oh God. The bit about birth is also really funny. It's like, yeah, come on, it's going to hurt. It's gonna hurt. 
For motherhood is a career in conformity from which no amount of subterfuge can liberate the soul without violence. And pregnancy is its boot camp. Whoa. (laughs) Basically, don't read this book if you're pregnant. Don't read this book if you haven't got kids and you think that you might want kids. Don't read it. Um, I shouldn't really be slamming a book, should I, in my podcast when I'm about to write a book. But whatever. It is really well written and it is obviously famous for a reason. And I'm reading it because of that. I'm reading it because it's just infamous. And yeah, it's got this reputation of being a uh, quite an inflammatory book. But I do recommend it. Um, and yeah, I'm reading it because I'm doing my social media detox, which is going to go well for me. Well, I've done way too long. I've got to go downstairs and check on their, their iPad time. Got to wake Ten up for his nap. If he doesn't wake up before 2 p.m., everything is fucked. Um, I hope that you all have a lovely day and I will be back next Sunday. Don't worry, even if I'm not on social media, I will be doing the podcast every week. Every Monday, it will be out without fail. Don't you worry about that. Um, So come for my book reviews. Come for my book reviews. Come to hear my baby pooing. I will be back soon. Thank you for listening. Good day.